Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we listen to the message. celebration to you today wherever you are at Watoto Church here in Kampala up in Gulu way up there in South Sudan maybe you're in Mbarara or in Tebi wherever you are God bless you maybe you're around the world somewhere may this be the beginning of a fabulous year for each and every one of you let's pray together as we open God's Word and see what God has to say to us today let's pray Father, I pray that as I speak your word today, that this word would sink into our hearts, it would become a part of us, and change us into what you want us to be for the future. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your word. Anoint it now. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said together, amen. I want to read a portion of scripture for you, just one verse. It says this in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. That's our theme for 2022. See, I am doing a new thing. God is saying to Watoto Church, I want to do something fresh and new. Just as important as seeing the new things is the beginning of that verse where God says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. Paul, the great apostle to the Gentiles, said this in his book to the the, the Philippians. He said, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me. This is what he said. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind, I strain towards what God has for me in the future. So that's our theme for 2022. See, I'm doing a new thing. The context of Isaiah chapter 43 is a remembrance of what God did yesterday. In fact, if you read the verses preceding our text today, this is what it says in verse 16. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, that was when the Israelites, the children of Israel, were being chased by the Egyptians. He who drew out the chariots and the horses, the army and the reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget those former things. You know, it is marvelous what God did yesterday, but he wants to do something new today. So we must not dwell on the past. We must not make our home in the past. We must not pine for the things of yesterday 
as wonderful as yesterday was, we must lift up our eyes to the future and see what God has ahead for us. And I believe that what God has ahead for us is even greater than what he had yesterday. That's the theme for 2022. It's about building faith. It's about lifting our faith and putting our trust in this amazing miracle God who wants to do something fresh and something new. Now, there are many things in life, or some things, I should say, that never change. God never changes. The Word of God never changes. The purposes of God never change. We have an anchor for our souls. God is unchangeable. His word is the same. His plans and his purposes are the same. And the promises of God are yes and amen. There are some things that never change. We may live in uncertain times, but God, his word, his purpose, his promises, they are immutable, they are unchanging. Why? Because God is already perfect. And because his word is already perfect. Because his purpose is set down in the annals of history and time. God has a purpose that never changes. His promises are settled. They're based on the word of God. You can go to the bank on the promises of God. It's already a perfect plan by a perfect God who gives us his perfect word. So what does God mean then when he tells us to look ahead and to see he is doing a new thing. Well, this is what it means. He will come into our present situation just as he came into our past situation and he will provide a new miracle for today and for tomorrow. He will provide a new deliverance for us today and tomorrow. He will make a new provision for us today and tomorrow. He wants to do something in our future that is better than our past. And the past was good, but don't live there. God wants to do something new ahead of us. He who brought us out of Egypt, he who brought us through the waters of the Red Sea onto dry, on dry land, he who destroyed our enemies who came after us, he who provided water and food in the wilderness, who gave us quails to eat in the wilderness, he who brought us into the promised land, a fruitful and a prosperous land, he who did all of these things, the unchanging God, he did amazing things to bring us to where we are, but look out, God wants to do something even better ahead of us. That's what this verse is saying. God is saying, forget the former things, press on to the beautiful things that I have ahead of you. So, look to him. Wait for him. Expect him to do something fresh and new. In the middle of our trials and our difficulties, and these have been difficult years, these have been challenging years, but I know that our God who sits on the throne and will never be dethroned, 
that God wants to do something fresh. God wants to do something exciting. God wants to do something new, and he wants to do it in you, and he wants to do it in me. He wants to do it in us. He wants to do it in this city. He wants to do it in this nation, in this continent. God wants to show up and do something fresh and beautiful in our lives. So don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Don't be faint-hearted. Get up. Look up. Our unchanging God is about to do something fresh and new. He will provide new miracles. Can I say that again? He provided miracles in the past, but he wants to provide new miracles today and tomorrow. It was good what he did yesterday, but he's got some new miracle for us today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our unchanging God will come through today and tomorrow. He wants to do something new in our lives. I've seen so many miraculous things throughout my life. I've seen it in my family. I've seen it in the generations of my family that preceded me. My great-grandfather, John McAllister, was filled with the Holy Spirit in the great Azusa Street revivals that were in California in the early 1900s. He went back to Canada, and there he saw and experienced a move of God, and he was able to plant churches throughout Canada, churches that have become some of the largest of our churches that are, uh, that are in Canada. I remember him one time telling the story of listening to Canadian Christians praying in a foreign language and there were people who were in that building who heard these Canadian Christians who only knew English praying and speaking in the languages of other nations. They were praying that God would send revival to those nations. That was a miracle. They spoke with other tongues. My grandfather came to Africa in 1936. He brought with him his three-year-old son, Robert, who was my father. My father grew up in Kenya, grew up in Kisumu. My grandfather one day was coming home and he saw smoke coming out of the house that they lived in and the house was on fire and the roof began to burst into flames. He grabbed a, a, a ladder and he put it on the side of the house and he climbed the ladder and he prayed, Oh God, give me strength! And my grandfather ripped the roof off of that house in order to get inside and to get my father who was caught in that room and he brought him out and he saved him. It was a miracle of supernatural, not just adrenaline strength, but God's strength that saved my father so that my father could be my father and I could be in Uganda. God is a God of miracles. He did it yesterday to my great-grandfather, to my grandfather. I remember my father telling us the story of how he went out on a Sunday. We were living in Zambia. I was a little boy. And he would go out to the rural churches of Zambia and he would preach the gospel. They planted churches all throughout Zambia. And one day he was walking into a village and they had to cross a stream. And there were some stones and rocks that they had to walk across as the stream flowed gently by. And as he stepped out into the stream, a very poisonous snake swam up to my father and lifted its head right by his ankle and my father froze and he cried out to Jesus and he waited frozen the snake went down and slithered off and he went on and he had that meeting a few weeks later he got a letter from some Christians in Canada and they said 
Oh, Pastor Bob, we were praying for you on this Sunday at this time. We felt such a burden for you. Was everything okay that day? And the very time that those Christians had been moved by God to pray for my grand, my father was the time when the snake was at his ankle and could have killed my father. But God provided him with a miracle of protection. That's been my family. I remember my father telling of how he went to Swaziland because we lived in South Africa and I grew up in, in the eastern part of, of South Africa. And he used to go to Swaziland and Mozambique and plant churches all through that area. And one time he went for several weeks of revival in rural churches. He would plant a tent and that tent would be there for three months and after three months they would move the tent and leave behind a church where people had come to Christ. And my father tells me of the time that towards the end of that two-month, three-month period, they were about to move the tent. The Holy Spirit fell in a powerful way on the gathering as they were coming to the conclusion of those three months. And as the Holy Spirit filled those people with himself, with the Spirit of Jesus, they began to speak in other tongues and pray and worship in other tongues. And they didn't know any English, but my father heard rural South Africans praying in perfect English for revival to spread across South Africa. That's a miracle. And the God of miracles of yesterday, we can remember those miracles like the Israelites did, being brought out of Egypt, being brought through the Red Sea, being brought into the wilderness, being provided with food and manna and quails, being brought into the promised land. We can look back and yes, it's wonderful what God did yesterday, but I'm here to tell you, God is a God of miracles and wants to do something fresh and something exciting and something new. Not in my great-grandfather's generation or my grandfather's generation, or my father's generation and not just in my generation but I'm here to tell you young person in Uganda God wants to put his hand upon your generation and do something fresh and new in you oh come on give Jesus a big clap he's worthy of all of our praise we serve a God of miracles he will do it again he will do a new thing again he will give us a brand new miracle. Look for a miracle. Expect a miracle. Wait for a miracle. Pray for a miracle. Pray for something that God will do that you can say, look at what God did. He will provide a new miracle. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. But God also will provide not just new miracles, but new opportunities. He will not just help us to remember what opportunities he gave us yesterday, but he will give us opportunities in the future to do something exciting. My great-grandfather was presented with opportunities, and he went back to Canada and planted some of the largest Pentecostal churches in the history of the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. He left behind a legacy. He took the opportunities that God gave him to do something with his life, and he wrote some history. My grandfather was presented with the opportunity of being a missionary in Zimbabwe. It was southern Rhodesia then, and Kenya. My grandfather took that opportunity. He had been a high school principal, and he went to Kenya, and there he planted schools. My grandfather went on to teach 
some of those Kenyan boys and girls from the eastern side, or rather the western side of, of Kenya, and they became Kenyan leaders. Some of them were, were, were members of parliament and, and police, people in, in high places. He took the opportunity that God gave him, no matter how difficult it was, and God did something in his generation. My father was presented with an opportunity to be a missionary in South Africa. We lived in a little town called Nelspreit. It was near the Mozambique border, it was near the Swaziland border, it was near the Kruger National Park. And they would take a huge tent, and as I said, they would plant it for three months. And then they would preach. And I remember as a boy going with my father and hearing my father preach to this tent full of rural South Africans. And he would ask me to play my trumpet, because I was a trumpet player. And I used to cry when I played that trumpet. Something was upon my life. God was calling me. God was giving me an opportunity to do something with my life. That's when the seeds of opportunity were sown in my life about what I could do with my life, an opportunity with my life. My, my father led tens of thousands of rural Africans to Christ and planted thousands of churches in South Africa and Mozambique. My father ran a publishing house that printed millions and millions of Christian leaflets that were passed around and passed out as, as a means of preaching the gospel and telling the good news about Jesus. I remember going as a boy with my father to the mines in Johannesburg, South Africa, and handing out the literature, giving the, the people these tracts, and these men would read the, Bible, read the tract and it would tell a story of salvation, and, and, and they would give their lives to Christ. And then when they gave their lives to Christ, they could respond by sending in uh, for a correspondence course, and they would get a letter back, and they would begin to study the Word of God through the publishing house. It was an opportunity to do something for God, and my father took that opportunity and saw tens of thousands of people come to Christ and thousands of churches planted across the southern part of South Africa. God gives us opportunities. I was given the opportunity to go to Zambia and to pastor a church on the Copper Belt, a city called Kitwe. And then later on, I was given the opportunity to go to Lusaka, the capital city, and pastor our large English-speaking church in the capital city of Zambia. And I, I saw God begin to raise up young people, Zambian young people, to become future leaders. And while it was there, God gave me an opportunity. He called me. He said, I want you to go to Uganda. I want you to plant an English-speaking church downtown in the heart of the capital city. The capital city is called Kampala. It was an opportunity. It was dark days. It was difficult days. It was a broken nation, but it was an opportunity. And I'm here to tell you that God wants to give us new opportunities. I was given the opportunity in this war-torn, destitute, broken nation of Uganda. And look what God has done. Here we have a beautiful church, a church that is touching people all around the world. It was an opportunity. God is a God of miracles. God is a God of opportunity. I was given the opportunity not only to plant an English church, but to rescue the most vulnerable orphans and the most vulnerable and destitute women, children who'd been made fatherless through war and disease, 
God showed me that it was an opportunity not just to rescue orphans, but to raise the next generation of young African Ugandan leaders who would lead the church, who would lead in politics, who would lead in business, who would lead in, in, in education, who would lead in the arts and the entertainment and the media. God gave me an opportunity, and I took that opportunity with both hands and I ran with it. Those were the opportunities of yesterday. I seized every opportunity with vigor and with vitality and with vim and with passion and with dedication and with determination. And I've got to tell you, those opportunities gave God a chance to provide miracles. And I've seen those opportunities fulfilled and completed. What a church. We were given the opportunity to purchase the Norman cinema and turn it into one of the world's great churches. Watata Church, we were given the opportunity to plant other campuses on the northern side of the city of Kampala, and then the south, and then the east, and then the west. God gave us the opportunity to plant a church in, 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 in Gulu, in northern Uganda, out of great difficulty. And then he said, I want you to, and he gave us an opportunity to go to Gulu, and we took those things. God gave us an opportunity to go to Entebbe. God gave us an opportunity to go to Mbarara, and that's where I was just a little while ago, so excited to be there to see people coming to Christ. We seized the opportunities. But I'm here to tell you today, the miracles of yesterday were good for yesterday. And the opportunities of yesterday were good for yesterday. But God wants to do a new miracle. God wants to give you a brand new opportunity to do something fresh and powerful and new. Not in my generation, but your generation. I'm here to say, young people, get up, look up. Call out to this amazing God who is an unchanging God, the God of Jacob, the God of Israel, the God of Isaiah, the God of Gary. He's your God. What he did in my life and our lives, he can do in your life too. God is saying, I want to do a new thing. I'm here to tell you that God has never let us down in the past in the tough times, in the times of war and disease and devastation and military coups, when government was overthrown, our God, the God of creation, the God of the whole earth, our marvelous Jesus, who is the same yesterday and today and forever, he came through yesterday and he will come through for us today. He will provide new miracles and new opportunities. I'm here today at the beginning of 2022, Watata Church, to say rise up and look up. The God of yesterday's miracles is still the same. He will do it again. He wants to do it in this generation. He wants to do it here. He wants to do it now. He's, he's just waiting for a people who are expectant and looking to him. He can, he, we've read of miracles in other places around the world. Why not right here? We've heard about miracles and opportunities for people elsewhere. Why not here? Why not right now with you and with me? He's looking for a generation that will say, like Isaiah did, Here am I, Lord, send me. And if you cry out to God, God, use me. He will not let you down. New opportunities, new provision, new protection, new signs and wonders, new miracles, 
so that we can rise up and say, not look what we did, but look what, what our God did. We cannot observe history, but write history. And then thirdly, he will work in new ways, not only new miracles and new opportunities, but new ways. He says, I'm going to do a new thing. In other words, I'm not going to do it exactly like I did yesterday. It may look different. It may walk different. It may talk different. But I will do a new thing. I will be relevant to the generation of that day. He will raise up a new generation of preachers and prophets and pastors and teachers and lawyers and doctors and educators. They will have a different style. They will have a different look. They will have a different way of speaking. They may not wear a suit and a tie. Their hair and their clothes might not look the way our generation did. It might look a little different and maybe a little strange. I remember some of the older people in the generation when I was growing up and ready to have God do something in my life. They looked at me with my long hair and with my funny clothes that were bright colored and my bright colored shoes, and they said, can God ever use somebody who looks as strange as him? Yes, he can, because God will do something in a new way. It may not be the way you knew it, but he will do it in the next generation in the way that God chooses to do it in their generation. They will walk the walk. They will talk the talk of Jesus. They will preach and teach the same unchanging gospel, but he'll do it in a new way, with a new generation. God says, look, I'm doing something new. Oh, Watoto Church, let's not just live in the past. Let's move into the preferred future that God has for us. He will raise up new songwriters and musicians, and he will give us a new song to sing and a new sound to hear. He will give us new writers to write stories and books of redemption who will write dramas and movies and articles to tell of the goodness of God and they will use a new style of language. I'm here to tell you today that God says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Look, it springs up. Do you not perceive it? So as we begin 2022, I have a message for you. We have a message for you as pastors. This is on our hearts. We believe that this is what God is saying. God wants to do something fresh and new, and he wants to use you. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, thank you for the miracles of yesterday. Thank you for the opportunities of yesterday. Thank you for doing things in a fresh way yesterday. Thank you that we are sitting today and enjoying the blessings of God because you gave us an opportunity and you gave us miracles and you did it in a new way. And Lord, here we have life. But oh God, I pray that you would raise up a generation that will not get stuck in the old, but a new generation that may look different and walk different and talk different, but they have that same message a message that will be practical for the generation which you are raising and calling them to lead. So I pray for Watoto Church. I pray for this church that is full of vibrant young people. Put fresh new ideas in their hearts, in their minds. Give them a new vision. Give them a new dream. Give them a new passion. Give them a new zeal. Work in them so that they will have miracles in their generation, that they can tell their children about what God did for them.
I thank you for that. Lord, I pray that this year we'll see us launch out in a way that is fresh and vibrant and new. And we'll give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said together, amen. My friends, look out. God is about to do something exciting. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope this sets you up to live a truly blessed life. Tune in next time as we continue to explore the scriptures and learn how we can overcome fear with our faith. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at portodochurch.com.